Kristen Baker, how are you today? I am great, Tiago. How are you? I am doing well. I or may, might I say Tiago? Tiago, Tiago, <laughs> exactly. She Thiago. knows I'm from Brazil. It's, this is this is awesome because muito bem, Tiago. Muito bem. <laughs> this is awesome. I'm truly excited talking to you because I think your app, Genie, is incredible. This, oh, thank you. It, it's. I think it's so important for people to uh, communicate in different languages because it really teaches you about culture, really teaches you about different perspectives, and it really opens up your world. Tell us a little bit about your history and why this became a passion of yours, languages. Why is it a passion of yours? Uh, well, I'll, I'll talk a little bit about why it's a personal passion of mine, and then I'll talk a little bit about why it's just so, I think, incredibly central to, you know, the world right now. Uh, for me, both of my parents are linguists, and I was brought up, therefore, you know, in a household where uh, language was, was very central to kind of everything that was going on. We did a lot of traveling, um, and that was sort of then in my DNA. I, was, I went to a French immersion school, uh, an elementary school, where I was taught French, on how to read and write in French, even before kind of all of my language or English skills, rather. I studied abroad in Russia. Um, and, you know, over the course of my career, I could see in the different things that I did, how being able to have communication with people in other cultures in their language just opened up doors with relationships, with respect to work, with respect to personal relationships, just everything. Uh, it just created this kind of whole new entry point um, in, in meeting people kind of where they were culturally and linguistically. And I think that, you know, I had a couple of examples. There was sort of a moment, you know, we can talk about where I was traveling when this idea occurred to me, but it just became so clear that what we were missing was immediate access to language kind of in the palms of our hands to empower us wherever we went to kind of be able to get the things that we really wanted and to communicate ourselves in the way we wanted to and to be understood. And, you know, I think language for the world, Tiago, is so important because it's just central right now to the, you know, it's the last barrier if you will, to effective global communication. I mean, the printing press, if we want to go back that far, you could argue was, you know, that overcame the barrier of, of space and location and distance. We could kind of, you know, we could send information out over great distances. And then the internet came along and, and basically overcame the barrier of time where we could get information instantly anywhere in the world. And language is now that kind of last remaining barrier to global communication. And, you know, all we have to do is kind of look at a global pandemic, let alone, you know, global issues of the environment and, and, and other kind of, um, you know, security issues and know how fundamental it is that we be able to kind of communicate across borders. That is so true. I, I, I love, uh, I'm, I'm from Brazil and uh, my wife is from Bolivia. So right now, actually right now my wife is pregnant. And so we're trying to figure out what is going to be the main household language, how, what's going to happen. But I, I love it. I love that, um, that she, she, uh, it's going to be a, a girl. And I love that she's going to have the opportunity to learn different languages because I think just like you said, it's something so vital. Uh, it's something so important to learn different cultures and, and the language that come with it because it just broadens someone so much so much so much and your your daughter being growing up as a trilingual 
will you know not only have so many advantages in terms of the careers ultimately that are av available to her, but it cognitively, um, there's plenty of research to show that cognitively it develops the brain differently. People who are multilingual actually you know do better in reading and writing and math. <laughs> they do better in English actually. So so lots of advantages there, and we do encourage you know anybody to kind of learn a second, let alone a third language. Exactly, exactly. So when did you, when you really got to a, when did you really get to a point where you said that this has, I have to do something about this and you created Ginny, the, the on-demand interpreter? Uh, well, I was at the time traveling for um, my previous company, which also had to do with kind of global competencies, matching interpreters, uh, sorry, matching employers to people who spoke uh, different languages, but also who had that combined with like a domain expertise. So a Mandarin speaking, you know, chemical engineer, uh, and, and they were needed to kind of hire them around the world. And I was traveling and I was um, in Japan and I was you know, trying to navigate my way, way around. And sadly, my, my ability to read and write in kanji is uh, terribly limited. So, you know, navigating through taxi cabs, trying to express where I wanted to go, uh, getting to a street which had signs of the restaurants all in kanji. And I was supposed to find which restaurant I was you know, meant to meet this person and to have my meeting, communicating within those meetings. Everything was just limited. And I always just felt like I was kind of, you know, multiple degrees uh, away from, you know, really um, everything in its full fulfillment, whether it was a relationship, whether it was a business meeting or a transaction or whether it was just ordering the food I wanted. And on the way back from that trip, I stopped in Germany where my parents were. And uh, my mother, who is fluent in German, was kind of, you know, on my hip for two days. And we went everywhere. And I thought, oh, my gosh, I can, you know, not only do I actually get the food that I ordered and what I wanted, but I, I, I know where I'm going. I have directions to where I need to be. And it just occurred to me that, you know, with all of the mishaps of machine translation, where, you know, I had a colleague who almost you know, died from the, the mistranslation of a food allergy for shrimp to a food allergy of sand, wow. uh, <laughs> you know, that what we really needed in, in our world to kind of be understood and to really understand, not just to transact, was a live interpreter right kind of in the palm of our hand. And here we have people all around the world uh, who are multilingual, um, just hundreds of millions of them and 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 their ability to kind of be online and to help us in those moments, um, you know, sort of, at, at, you know, to me occurred at the same time watching all the other gig economy and the models start uh, it, all the other gig economy models in the world start to flourish like this is an opportunity. This is an opportunity to put those people online and to match them to users anywhere in the world 24 seven who need on demand access to real language help. That is so amazing. And the difference here is, and I hope people understand this, is that there's such a big gap when you're dealing with something that is uh, robotic than when you are talking to someone live and really teaching you the language, teaching you the fluctuations, teaching you uh, how the, the how it's really spoken at, in the country instead of actually just from straight from a book. There's there's such a different lav level there that that I just really love this app. I, <laughs> I don't know what else to say about it, but it's so incredible. And and the cool thing here, uh, when I did research on your website, is that um, it deals with so many different 
uh, areas, you know, from healthcare, uh, and I think like you just spoke about, you know, from traveling. And I think the other big thing that it also helps with is within the deaf community. Yeah. Yeah. So, you know, and just to kind of, you know, for, for your listeners, uh, just to give them, you know, kind of a brief pitch on what exactly it is and what it does is, you know, Genie's a mobile platform that will connect you to a live video or audio call with a qualified interpreter that could be a medical qualified interpreter, right? Or a legal qualified interpreter, um, you know, for on-demand language assistance. And that's on your smartphone, that's on a tablet, that's on a computer, or any device you have. And, 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 you know, wherever you are in the world. And so it's, it's kind of very interesting because as you mentioned, you know, Chiago, yeah, sure. Travel tourism. I mean, we were, um, and, and still are positioned, you know, working with Japan for the Tokyo Olympics and, uh, which have now kind of moved to 2021. And it's exciting to be able to help people to kind of move around the world. And as you can imagine, um, you know, outside of kind of asking people for the bathroom or, you know, what time is it, if you're just trying to even negotiate like a train schedule, a bus schedule, ordering food, I mean, simple things you know, something I need at my hotel through the concierge, there's a a whole dialogue. It's a whole conversation that's required. And these interpreters are literally like you, you, you open the app, you select the language you need help with. You then decide if you want an audio or a video call and tap that button. And literally that's it. So two taps of your finger. And in less than 30 seconds, you've got someone on, you know, the screen who understands your language, they understand your culture, and they understand the language and the culture where you are. And that ability to kind of navigate that to both, you know, kind of not just the words, but the emotion and the meaning and the understanding, you know, you can't do that with a library of words, which is what, you know, machine translation or Google Translate is, where you say something, it kind of goes, you know, auto-tune into a library, it matches to another library of words and comes out auto-tune. And, you know, egg on your face could mean all kinds of different things. you know, on the other side of that. Um, But you're right, you know, when, especially when you get into areas of healthcare, which has been our primary focus for for 2020 and and will be for 2021, and especially because of COVID, that, you know, the, the risk goes up substantially. And one of the kind of fundamental things that is is really sort of surfacing right now in the healthcare industry, and again, a lot of that is prompted by COVID, is that there are lots of reasons why, you know, there are challenges in healthcare around health equity and kind of delivering healthcare very equally right. to people all around the country. Right. Um, you know, if you look at different communities who'd got, you know, the information, for instance, about COVID days apart because it wasn't translated into their language in the U.S. and what that meant in terms of number of infections and deaths to that community, it's significant. And by eliminating language barriers, it's not rocket science. You can understand me as my doctor. I'm your patient. You understand my symptoms better. That means you diagnose me more effectively. That means my treatment is more appropriate. It means I trust you more. And it means I adhere to my treatment. All of that translating into better healthcare outcomes. And that's kind of our goal right now. And it's so kind of critical to what the country's going through. That's so true. I mean, even, you know, definitely uh, hospital care right now is, is something that's uh, very critical and needs as much help as uh, as anyone can possibly give. And one of the biggest issues that's happening is, is a translation issue where all these people that are coming there from these small communities that are having certain issues, are having more of a COVID uh, infect than the, than other neighborhoods, and then when they go to the hospital, the communication barrier kind of you know um, 
holds the, holds things back. And I think that this is this is uh, so like you're you're really like I don't know how else like there's great things like like we talked about there's great things like Google, but this is really you're connecting person a person to a person and allowing them to feel comfortable uh, speaking to a doctor uh, and, and even you know going back to uh, traveling also and feel comfortable where, where they're at because they get a quality person, not a machine, but a quality person on the other side to make sure that they are okay. Yes. And, and, and that person is not just, I mean, there's no check, you know, on kind of a machine translation on whether you got it right or not. Nobody knows. Yeah. <laughs> you just get a funny look from the person you're, you know, trying to talk to. Um, and, and forget about, you know, if you have an accent at all, you know, our friends in the, in the South will say, you know, if we're in Texas, we can't use Google Translate to save our lives. Um, but, you know, it's, it's, it's that, that person that kind of makes sure you're being understood. Yeah. And, you know, as you say, Tiago, in, in, in healthcare especially, it's just, it, it's so fundamental. And to really, you know, kind of see that association between having patients be able to communicate well and literally being able to kind of get well faster. There's, you know, studies coming out of Harvard Medical School right now where they're looking at the impact of language barriers on these outcomes in, in regular kind of day-to-day -day treatment, but also in surgery. And it's, it's interesting how significant that link is today in how we treat everyone. And, you know, you, you mentioned kind of, you know, what Jeannie is trying to, to do right now in, in that space. And hospitals are in some ways, you know, the most equipped to handle that because they're big, they have really large budgets, they can afford uh, extra equipment, they can afford uh, interpreters to be there. Although now with social distancing, in-person interpreting is, is risky for the interpreter, for the patient and the physician. Right. So the no notion of kind of mobile video interpreting or movie um, technology, which is what we've created here, is fundamental. And it's fundamental because it allows people to kind of have that live person in a very, you know, in a virtual environment, but on any mobile device. And unlike a lot of our, you know, competitors, you don't have to just sort of have it on a computer or a landline or maybe an iPad, but literally any person who has a smartphone has immediate access to this. And that means that this interpreter can travel, you know, with the physician or the nurse, wherever they go from the um, emergency room to the patient room, out to the clinic or to a home visit. We're doing a lot of, you know, work in kind of mobile crises units now. And that's really fundamental. Um, the other issue that we saw getting into this space was that these, uh, that the, the incumbents that have been doing medical interpreting, they often have kind of a lot of hurdles for caregivers to get over in order to get to the interpreter. Um, you know, you've got to go get the account, the, the number that you're supposed to call into on the landline. You've got to go find the equipment that you have to use to pick up that phone and have the person on the other side pick up a different phone. Or you have to get the, you know, iPad from, you know, that's on that kind of little wheelie cart down to your room. And by the time you've signed into that account or called, remembered your account number, and our dear physicians never have time to remember account numbers, they're dealing with life or death. And then you have, you know, an operator that asks you to wait to connect you to a call center to ask you wait to connect you to an interpreter. I mean, there's so many hurdles. And we just wanted a way to say, let's keep, you know, all our caregivers, you know, signed in, let's give them instant access that they can press a button in under 30 seconds, have that interpreter right in front of them. That's the crazy part of it. Just like you said, there's there's so many hurdles and 
by the time somebody gets on the phone, uh, surgery's over. Um, and then <laughs> right. they find out, no, doctor, it was my left arm, not my right arm. Um, so, and, and this is what's incredible about this. And, and you you brought it up before, and I'd like to go over this one more time, is tell us the simplicity of using this app. Tell us how simple it is. Um, I love I love the word that you use because that's exactly, you know, what our goal was. So if, if you're on the, you know, mobile app, and let's just take, you know, the, the phone, the smartphone use case, Literally, you open the app, um, you will be taken to your home screen where you select the language you need help in. Our app already knows what your native language is based on your device settings. Uh, so we already kind of know half the language pair already. You pick the language that you want help in, and then you pick whether you want a video or an audio call. And as you were saying you know, before, this has been very kind of critical for the deaf community in the United States because having in-person um, interpreting between deaf and hearing persons has not been something that's been easily solved in this country. There really aren't services that allow in-person uh, interpreting. There are, you know, government-sponsored services that allow a deaf person to call into a helpline and to have a three-way call with somebody that, you know, the third party can't see the interpreter, but, you know, they can have a three-way call. We wanted to bring that convenience to, you know, a deaf community that is, you know, challenged every day by essentially being in a foreign language environment. And, you know, the 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 unfair kind of, uh, you know, ground that that puts somebody on in order to communicate needed to be addressed. And so if, if you're on Genie and you select American Sign Language, obviously the only default there would be a video option. And a deaf consumer could then have the video where they are signing, whether they're at a restaurant, at their dry cleaner, at the bank, working with, you know, somebody who's, you know, a, a contractor in their home, uh, at school, at the office, in meetings. We literally have um, our deaf community using us day to day for all kinds of use cases that we all take for granted. And that's one of the you know places where we really get the greatest amount of of satisfaction fulfillment and we're going to keep working to make this product as optimal for them as we can we we wish we could get the government funding <laughs> to have it covered you know so that it didn't have to you know we didn't have to charge for it but we we have to pay in, interpreters you know ASL interpreters and we want more people learning ASL so that's you know kind of one area where we're particularly proud right now wow Wow, that's amazing. Before I go to my next question, Genie is one of those things that when people come to me and say, I wonder what type of technology we're going to have tomorrow, I say, look at what we have today. Mm. Because this is, I mean, the things that it does, and, and I know this because, you know, be, me being from Brazil and also uh, being a part of uh, Spanish culture and, and I see boundaries. I see those boundaries. I see communication boundaries when certain uh, people from a Latin culture goes goes to the doctor and they don't understand what the doctor is prescribing or how they're explaining to them to take care of themselves. And that happens, you know, it's just not in the Latin culture, but it happens with a lot of cultures that have that language barrier. And so this right. makes it so incredible to allow people not only to get better health, but it to be more cost effective for them. 
Because if you don't understand what the doctor's saying and you go home and you do the wrong thing, you're going to be right back at the doctor, which is going to cost you more, or you might take uh, take the wrong pres- get the wrong prescription, or, or something could happen where it's going to cost you more to go back to the doctor and cause more right. issues. So this is, is so vital and so important. More and, time out of work, right? More time out of work. And these are best exactly. cases, right? Worst case, <laughs> you know, something terrible happens because you, you've taken the wrong treatment. And, you know, that's, that's even, and, and that's what we're, you're really kind of putting your finger directly on this point of like health equity. And yeah. why is it that there are populations in this country that shouldn't have, you know, that same level of kind of trusted health care without that barrier of language? Right. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. And there is a huge, there is a huge mistrust when it comes to certain cultures with the medical community. And uh, this is something that uh, I think will will change that. I think it's something that's going to really break that barrier. And and even with the deaf community, like they, with this app, they could comfortably travel anywhere they wanted to go and not have to worry about communication barriers. That's, that's that, that is very much our hope. Yeah, we have, uh, you know, there is a wonderful new conference that started last year before the you know pandemic called Travel Ability. Uh, Jake Steinman out in San Francisco puts this on every year. And, you know, the desire to kind of, you know, create travel ability, you know, more ability in travel to make travel accessible to everyone is something that we do feel like we can participate in, along with all the other, you know, companies that are working so hard to make that possible yeah this is that's that's amazing that's amazing i've gotten on a plane before where i went to a certain country and uh the stewardess would speak in a different language and i'm like i i just need water i I don't know what (laughs) what, that and 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 this is so it just it just say to them 30 seconds (laughs) here we go and pull up genie and we're ready to go this is so amazing i mean my next question makes no sense because I, it's what does Genie do that stands out from other applications? But I think throughout this conversation, you you have shown that to me and have gotten me to- totally excited about this app. But is there anything else that Genie does that really stands out from any other? You know, we we're careful to kind of be very proud about what we do without wanting to, you know, obviously disparage people who are in the language services space because we love anybody that brings attention to language. We're big fans of anybody that's out there doing this work. Uh, we just think it's so it's so needed. We'll even say to kind of potential customers, whether you use us or somebody else, just have language available. Um, you know, one of the kind of interesting facts that I'll just add to this conversation is it it's actually the law covered by the ACA law, the Amer- uh, Affordable Care Act, as well as American Disabilities Act for healthcare providers to have on-demand interpreting on site when they see patients at their expense. I mean, that's actually, you know, in legislation. So it's it's kind of really important to note how you know significant that is and all the people who are trying to provide that that's that's fabulous. We just took an approach that said we think we can do it um, faster uh, without you know all of the kind of old clunky technology of you know having to buy your own equipment or using landlines and just wait times and call centers. All of that can go away. 
Uh, we think we can do it uh, a lot more, you know, sort of streamlined with this gig economy approach. We're not paying people to kind of wait around. We're literally having um, linguists in 140 countries who kind of get online and, and sell their time. And by the way, you know, another great source of pride for us to be providing income to people all over the world. But the other advantage of having sort of this gig economy assetless model is that it allows us to pay our interpreters more while having the lowest prices in the marketplace. And I think why that became such a fundamental part of our mission is because as you and I were talking about earlier, hospitals with big budgets, hospital systems have the ability to kind of afford this extra equipment. And, you know, companies that have very capital intensive business models, you know, have to charge more and these hospitals can afford those prices. But what about all the small, medium sized enterprises, the, the, the doctor's offices and clinics that go from two doctors to, you know, clinics of a couple hundred staff members, what can they afford? And when we're talking to, you know, even our, our, our wonderful free and charitable clinics who are literally out there doing the work, I mean, they are saving our communities right now. And yet being able to kind of afford and to have an on-demand interpreter for not just one language, but multiple, um, you know, so that they can serve their community is essential. And we didn't see that happening. And so our price point, our business model, it works for this kind of, you know, middle belly, if you will, of the customer pyramid in US healthcare. And we're just hoping that we can kind of help then all of those clinics and doctor's offices have the same access to language that, you know, the big systems do. And I'd say the other thing that Jeannie was very focused on doing was to ensure that, especially in COVID, again, back to health equity, that if you couldn't see your patient in person, that you had a way of doing your telehealth consultation with your patient and with your interpreter. So we did build in a uh, video conference calling feature and an audio conference calling feature where once you get your interpreter on the line, you can get, you know, your third party on video with you or you can get, you know, multiple parties on audio with you uh, in order to have those conference calls. And, and for healthcare, it's all on a HIPAA compliant platform. So we thought that that was also kind of very fundamental. And given that telehealth is, you know, forgive the pun, that genie's never going back in the bottle. We think that there is, you know, just a lot of opportunity for a lot more virtual interaction. And we're really looking forward, Tiago, to being kind of, you know, built into other people's platforms. So as we talk to telehealth partners, you know, when they have all these patients on their platform, being able to pre press a button and have a genie interpreter join, um, or in others, you know, kind of industries as well, we're really excited about, you know, kind of being the provider of interpreters for a lot of virtual platforms as we go forward. I mean, I know we're just talking about healthcare, but you know, everything that we're talking about healthcare applies to so many different types of, of services, so many t different types of business. But it, it, I sit here and I, I look at the opportunities for healthcare, uh, and we talked about one is is how it's going to reduce costs for patients. How I think also how it's going to reduce costs for like you, what you said for those small practices, because it's one, it's it's not a body that they need to have uh, in the room. It's something that they just go on within 30 seconds. They get the support that they need that uh, speaks to the pa that uh, translates to the patient. And, and and then when they log off, the cost for them is done. And that's right. That, that's that's so amazing. And it's amazing. In so many level. You know, I, you know, I'm just trying to wait when you're going to get your appointment at the White House to pitch this to them, uh, because I think 
if you really think about it, this could be something that really reduces cost of healthcare. Yeah, no, it, it it's absolutely a preventative versus an abortive problem, right? You right. know, we can, there are so many things that we can and can't control uh, to get healthcare under, you know, budget and to also kind of, you know, impart more patient literacy in, into the healthcare system as well as kind of the equity part. And one of those things we can't control is language. And our, you know, understanding is that the new administration coming in right now is really focused on making sure that healthcare is very well disseminated, you know, uh, through the country and that things are, you know, that that information and content is translated and that it's available in different languages from the outset. Um, we've made that mistake in the past of, of not kind of rolling out, you know, healthcare systems with all that information available in different languages. And we're very much hoping that, you know, interpreting and reimbursement of interpreting costs becomes a fundamental kind of part of delivering healthcare because how could it not? Uh, so true. That is so true. So what is the goal for Jeannie next? What What is the next step? Well, um, you know, this year is, and next year really, is, as we mentioned, we want to kind of be the best supporter of our healthcare system in this country as we can be because it desperately needs us. We're really looking forward to doing this in healthcare in other countries as well. Um, you know, the United States is is one country with, you know, many different communities that speak different languages, but we are hardly, you know, unique in that way. Uh, and so being able to kind of do this in, in other countries, and we're already looking actually at Brazil, we're looking at the UK, we're looking at places, uh, you know, in Europe where we can have that Im impact in, in healthcare. But we're also looking outside of healthcare. And one of the areas that is, you know, has been fundamentally important is, but will now kind of be a growing important area again, is uh, immigration, refugee support and border control. As we see kind of this administration come in and changes being made, are, are, we're, at least we're being told that borders will have more activity again in terms of people coming into the country and being able to kind of have people have language support in those places so that situations that may often feel charged and you know kind of unnerving unsettling don't have to be where there can always be somebody there to help with the communication to diffuse to comfort to reassure and we're really excited uh, about working with some partners that we're talking to now in that space um, helping again, you know, with that kind of continued support of immigrants and refugees as they come to this country, so they can continue to kind of have language support as they get settled um, here. That that's fundamentally important to us. And then education. Um, you know, not only are we, you know, working with school districts now on helping their teens with behavior and behavioral and mental health. Uh, counseling, but even just being able to kind of have teacher parent, um, administrator parent conversations comfortably, your child who you've come to kind of meet about should not be the interpreter in those situations, you know, just as they shouldn't be, you know, the interpreter in a doctor's office. Right. And so lots of different kind of industries that we're looking at now. We're, you know, super, you know, uh, hopeful for Japan that they get their Olympics back and we'll be right there to help them and support them. But a lot of different areas right here in the United States, Chiago, that we can also support. And, um, you know, I think that there's just a, a whole kind of, you know, civil justice uh, component that, you know, Jeannie is fundamentally positioned um, to affect. 
um, and we are philosophically, you know, aligned with with what you know groups like this or, or other you know civil justice groups, you know, kind of are aiming to do in these spaces as well. Wow, I I don't I want people to just go to your website and really sit down and, and take a look at it for a while and really understand what this means. This is something that's really breaking down so many barriers. And it's 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 just like you said, even at the board, I know we talk a lot about healthcare, but you talked about the board or we talked about education a little bit. And it's just I'm I'm like the more you, you, you tell me about it, the more I'm like, wait, it also can do this and it also can this is <laughs> That's right. like this is going to be like a two hour podcast that we can't we can't go on. <laughs> We can always do a part two. We can always do a part two, a hundred percent. We'll use the app next time. That's right. Yeah, next time we can use the app. Exactly. Exactly. Kirsten, thank you so much for your time. I, I am truly honored and excited to hear about Jeannie. And I think that if people really take the time and see how this is going to help so many communities in so many ways, uh, I, I think... Honestly, it's it's not a cliche, but it's really going to make a world a better place. And I just go back to, you know, where people have the lack of understanding creates fear. And, mm. we, and the lack of understanding between communities creates a lot of fear to try to give other cultures the opportunity. And I think your app really opens things up to allow us to be... Uh, feel more comfortable with learning and, and learning about different cultures and understanding uh, different perspectives, different ways of living uh, and going to to the doctor, people feeling safe going to the doctor and knowing that they're going to understand the information that's going to be given to them or even going to school and learning uh, uh, how to better themselves by learning a, a different language. This is so amazing. And I, I want to thank you so much for uh, letting us be a part of what you're doing and uh, getting this uh, uh, app out to the world and sharing this for everyone. Well, you, I, I could not have said any of that better than you just did. So I really, I really appreciate it. I appreciate you having us on and I would love to come back at some point and we can do a part two. Maybe we'll do it in, in, in Portuguese to English or something. That would be amazing. <laughs> that would be amazing. I'm a hundred percent down for that. Awesome. Kirsten Thank Baker. Thank you so much, Jagam. Thank you so much for your time. Obrigada. 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 One last thing. Where do people go to find out more about you and find out more about Jeannie? Jeannie.com. And it's spelled J-E-E-N-I-E.com. Or you can just download the app from any Apple, Google Play Store. Uh, pull it up. We've got some kind of interesting first screens there that describes what it does. Then literally you're set to go. You can be up and using Jeannie in minutes. Let's go. People make it happen. Yes, like she said, Jeannie, J-E-E-N-I-E dot -E -E com. Make sure you guys go to it and check it out. Thank you so much for your time, Kirsten. Thank you again.